1,000 better stories. You're listening to 1,000 Better Stories, the Scottish Communities Climate Action Network's podcast sharing stories of community-led climate action in Scotland to help us all imagine the better and fairer future and transform what we think is possible. Welcome to our Everyday Changemakers series. We blethers with everyday people taking climate action in their communities. Hello, I'm Madeline Scobie and I'm SCAN's media intern. I interviewed Ruth McLaren, who is the Project and Communications Development Officer at Adin Eco Savvy. Since 2014, Adin Eco Savvy has been working towards making Adin a greener and more sustainable island. Some of the recent projects include the Green Islands Net Zero, the Active Travel Hub, Community Shop and Zero Waste Cafe. I asked her to describe her favourite place to visit in Arden. Oh, that's a bit of a tricky question, actually, because there's so many amazing places. I'd have to say my favourite place is um, Glen Sanic. It's in the north of the island and it's just this absolutely beautiful kind of dramatic glen um, not too far from from where I stay, and it's it's kind of really peaceful. You, you often you'll you'll go from the beach, which maybe have lots of people on it, and if you go up into the glen, it's kind of empty and don't see as many folk around. But you'll see, you know, deer, and I've seen a, a golden eagle in there once, and it's just really just absolutely beautiful. So, how did you get involved in community action? What's your climate journey? I've always been. Um, very kind of interested and aware of climate change ever since I was at school really and it's just always been something that I've been very passionate about but also very worried about and my career I used to work I've worked in the government I've worked in um, the private sector but I've also worked for several charities Um, but I really wanted to get involved in in climate action and and when I moved to Arran, I found out about Arran Eco Savvy, which is a, a local organisation. At the time, they were looking for a shop manager for their charity shop, pre-loved goods shop. I applied for that job. I didn't get it, but then I subsequently applied for another job that they had advertised. And um, I've worked for Eco Savvy for almost five years now, working across like several different projects. So yeah, it's it's I've, I feel really lucky to, to have been involved to such a degree within the community and within such an impactful organisation within a community that, that is interested in, in climate change matters. So what's the biggest challenge that your community group or you had to overcome in taking action and what do you think you learned from it? I would say that the, the biggest challenge just in general with both the community and the issue of climate change in general it's just such an overwhelming topic um it's something that it affects all parts of of life you know it's not just about you know the environment and you can be an environmental activist it also connects with like people's lives in terms of the economy and their finances you know social issues and social justice um, you know, lots of local issues, land use, you know, it, it really is, it really does connect with, with so many other issues that it's not just about, you know, climate change or the environment. And I think that that's really the crux of the issue with the, with the kind of slowness of change in the, on these higher levels is that it's just people become so overwhelmed with talking about it and it's quite, it can be quite a negative thing also, you know, it's quite, quite scary. 
and that's not always easy conversations to have um, with folk and it's also not an easy thing for people to kind of think about and that's why at EcoSavvy I think we kind of try to focus a lot of the time on the small things that people can do but also acknowledging that it's not just about individual change it's about the, the wider community level changes but also government levels and and just acknowledging that it's something that intersects in all parts of everybody's life. What's something that you're most proud of? I'm really proud of the work that the organisation does in terms of just seeing the everyday impact that it has. So, for example, we were at an event at the high school in Arran a few weekends ago and we had our e-bike trials going on so people could come along and try an e-bike, um, which are always super popular, but we also had some um, kiddies' bikes that have been donated. So somebody wasn't using these bikes anymore, just handed them in to us. And um, the mechanics had done them up and made sure they were roadworthy. And then this wee girl came along and she um, she couldn't ride a bike, but she really wanted to be able to ride a bike. So our e-bike guy just spent 10 minutes with her and showed her how to ride a bike. <laughs> and then she, she, she could ride a bike and she was allowed to just take that bike home. So, you know, things like that on a community level that, that can have such a big impact for, for those individuals. And then a long lasting, you know, who knows what she might do. You know, she once she's learned to ride a bike, that that could make such a big change for her. Um, so th- these kinds of things. And it's the same with the food work that we do and the little pop-up cafes that we have. And within the shop, we you've all, whenever you go in the shop, there's people coming in for a chat um, people coming in to try eco products, to donate stuff because they don't they don't want to see these things wasted. So really, yeah, I think the, the thing I'm proudest about the most is really kind of integrating into the the community and the work that's been done there. Who or what inspires you? So I, I think climate activists really, really inspire me. Nobody wants to be doing that stuff. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to be taping themselves to bridges and gluing themselves to roads and things like that. Particularly the youth activists really, really inspire me because... I just feel like why should they have to think about these things you know it's it, it's it's so unfair you know it makes it it, it makes me quite better <laughs> that they're having to to think about these things and not just think about these things but having to, to spend their time you know acting on these these issues that shouldn't be a problem for them but having said that they're it's so inspiring that they care so much and that they're really the ones leading the the charge to kind of address the climate emergency. And yeah, I find that super inspiring. What do you think is the most powerful thing that the Aran community can do right now to help create a better and fairer future for all? I would say uh, coming together, the Aran community does generally come together really well, but coming together and just kind of doing more of what they're doing already, you know, and acknowledging that small actions can have a big big impact so you know there's the stuff that we're doing with EcoSavvy with active travel and you know and sustainable food but it's kind of people can do whatever they're good at so if you're good at gardening you know go along to your your community garden and volunteer there you know if you're passionate about the sea we've there's an amazing marine conservation organization here so you can get involved with beach cleans or you know get and volunteer at the visitor center at coast um you know, there's there's really so much on Aaron um, that folk can do. And I think that people on Aaron have a really special relationship with the place and the land and the landscape being an island that we are because, you know, people, <laughs> we have all these issues with the ferries and things like that. But 
also it, it is a very amazing geographical place to be because you're on an island and when the weather's bad you feel the weather and you know you feel the impact of the seasons and you notice the, your environment a lot more than you perhaps might if you were living in the city um, and I think that people in Aran are, are very aware of that and really passionate about you know preserving that and taking care of the environment and taking care of Aran and you know all these things and I think that that's that's really powerful. When I say Green Islands Net Zero, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Well, we have a Green Islands Net Zero project. It has like lots of levels to it. So on the, on the biggest level, it aims to map emissions of Aran to get an understanding of where our emissions can be improved. And then on a smaller level than that, it's also about, you know, making people's homes more efficient so that they are warmer and their bills are or less, especially during this cost of living crisis. I think everybody's certainly feeling the the pain and the pressure of of increased energy bills. So I get that that net zero can be a bit of a jargon term (laughs) for folk and can be a bit off-putting, but really on a basic level, it's about reducing waste and trying to make things more efficient so that, yes, it's good for the environment, but it's also good for your pocket and that you save money in the process. What do you think is the most useful resource in terms of community climate action that you would point people to? I'm going to kind of cheat and say two. I think the the best resource that you can have is having conversations with folks and learning about what's happening, having conversations about your opinions and what what people that you, your friends and family have heard and, and their thoughts. But also I'm a, I'm a massive fan of the internet and you know, doing your own research, being on social media, just kind of being aware of what's happening around the climate change movement, because, you know, the mainstream media does report on it. But I think that there's a lot to be learned from smaller news outlets and blog posts and community organisations that are on the ground dealing or trying to deal with the climate emergency, who might have a lot more kind of progressive um, opinions and ideas and also have had um, experience and successes that are relevant to you wherever you are. What is your most treasured possession? Well I wouldn't really say it's a possession but my my most treasured things would be my memories so I would say all my life basically I've taken lots of photos ever since I was very young so I would say all my photos that were physical photos that I have in photo albums but then also now the ones that I have that are digital pictures I must have tens of thousands of them (laughs) stored so yeah they would definitely be my most treasured possession. So if you could imagine adding 10 or 30 years from now and imagine that we've all done everything possible to limit the effects of climate change and now Aaron is a fairer and better place to be, could you close your eyes and share one memory from that future with us? Uh, the dream for Aaron would be the community all living peacefully and happily together, but having much better kind of local processes. So, you know, we're able to grow our own food here. We're able to produce all the food that we need or the majority of the food that we need here. Amazing transport systems where you don't need to have a car. You know, better off-road systems where we've got, you know, the possibility of cycle lanes to link up villages. Just being much more resilient as well and being able to function much more as a 
a community with all the resources that we need as much as possible on our island. I think that would be pretty ideal and preserving the natural beauty of the island and keeping the air clean and the beaches litter free and plastic free. All these fantastic things that we we will have in 10 years time. Thank you for speaking to me about Aaron EcoSavvy and also your own climate journey. Thank you for having me. Check out Aaron EcoSavvy's website to learn more about their different projects and the great work they're doing to create a planet-friendly future for their island home. They've just published some short videos about their Zero Waste Cafe, Active Travel Hub and Community Shop, which are worth a look. The links for these are in the show notes. This is a little teaser for the upcoming Add an Audio Tour that we are hoping to put together as part of Everyday Changemakers. We will be recording some more interviews with other people from Add an Eco Savvy soon, so watch this space for more. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like and share it with others. It'll really help us reach a wider audience. If something exciting is happening in your own community, be sure to let us know so that we can help you tell your own story. You can drop our story weavers a line at stories at scan.scot. It's scan, S-C-C-A-N, dot scot, S-C-O-T. We also offer training and mini-grant support to community storytellers. To keep up to date with our offerings and everything SCAN, check out our website at scan.scot or find us on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram or simply sign up to the newsletter.